king, an obsession. Journey into the world of Iskorda and travel along with the boy from that way as he embarks on a quest to return to the very depths of the nightmare that brought him through the white door. Join us once more as we step through the white door. Hi, and welcome to the white door. Before we get started, I just want to thank you for taking a minute to listen to a little indie podcast like this about a story that means a great deal to me. It's a story that I wrote a long time ago that involves many elements of many nights of great role-playing adventures with close friends. Um, one of the things that we will be doing a little different is updating these chapters. So you may listen to the podcast and hear chapters after this that maybe are a little bit different. And so I just wanted to take a moment to say that we are sort of rethinking the way we have been approaching the podcast and pulling back a lot of the sound effects and trying to just to amp up the just quality of the way that you hear the story. So, thank you for tuning in, and we're going to get going with Chapter 1 of The White Door. I think you're really going to enjoy this story. Uh, It goes a lot of places. It's really dark at times, sad, funny. Uh, But thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy. The boy squinted down the long corridor. He had slipped down purposefully into a small fissure in the rocks near the beach, looking, of course, for undiscovered sea monsters, long-lost treasures, and ancient sunken cities. It seemed as though the scientists that the centuries had churned out had looked over this spot, and the boy felt rightfully compelled to do his part in scientific discovery. He soon found himself walking down a small, carved passageway, into what was now turning into quite an elaborate extension of architectural skill. He started to wonder if this was some sort of old play area, or maybe a shut-down beach attraction. The boy himself was tall for only 13 summers. He had hit an awkward growth spurt and had recently gained a bit of lankiness. He preferred to think of himself as life. He had seen that in a thesaurus once, and it felt quite nice. Shaggy blonde hair, which in itself seemed to define the very term of dirty blonde. The boy's hair looked as much unwashed for about as long as it had grown. He continued down the path, watching the cracks in the walls to his left and right slowly become more and more distinct, more unified and exact, taking the once rock walls and shaping them into gorgeous carvings. Shapes began to appear. A man with a musical horn two foul-looking creatures with bat-like wings, a temple with some sort of writhing serpent and a blistering sun, and what appeared to be three sheep having tea. He stopped to further delve his eyes into these works upon the old stone wall. The silence hit him now that his feet had stopped its off-key rhythm as he had trotted down the corridor. 
You there, said a voice, draining the silence from the old stone hall. The boy turned sharply and felt impressed with himself for not running immediately. Upon looking at what had spoken to him, he wondered if he had mistaken foolishness for bravery. There, about thirty feet from the boy, was a large white door, smooth as a still lake and equally as beautiful. In front of the door stood what the boy took as a child-sized cat, dressed in a tuxedo fit with white gloves and a top hat. The cat stood on two legs and leaned against the door, blowing blue cigarette smoke towards the boy. You don't talk, boy? asked the cat, flicking his ashes towards him. I I do, actually. I was su surprised that you do. The boy went to say something to the effect of, What is going on down here, man? But what came out instead was an inquiry into why the cat was wearing such a nice tuxedo. It's a special day today, the cat said, moving off the wall and towards him. Um, my name is Eisen. I Eisen Agro. Good for you, the cat shot back. The cat seemed to stalk towards him, and it reminded Eisen of the way that his cat, whose name was Donald T. Perrins and of no fantastical presence, used to stalk mice in the old barn. Now where did you come from? The cat went on. I run this door, and I did not get a notice today that anyone was coming through, especially from that way. The cat pointed down towards where Eisen had come from. Eisen felt totally confused as he looked back, following the cat's finger into the semi-darkness. The boy looked back at the suited cat, then at the white door, and back at the cat once more. He had put the cigarette out and was lighting a second one. What's wrong with coming from that way? Eisen said defensively, though he had no idea why. Up until this very moment, he had no clue he was so proud of coming from any way, let alone that one. There lives a great beast there, that way. A consumer of souls, bent on sucking the life from everything. Yes, sir, a big old heap of evil, evil with a bendy straw. A bendy one with loops at that, you know, with the little elbow parts that you can bend and twist so you can get way in there. The cat was doing an impression of holding a cup and digging way in there with a straw. For some reason, Eisen did not laugh. Look, no one who comes from that way is getting through here. Not like that anyway. Not in that outfit. Eisen looked down on his t-shirt and jeans. The boy immediately took the cat as meaning that he was severely underdressed for whatever event lay beyond this beautiful door. Eisen thought of parties and Drinks in small wide glasses, you know, the kind of drinks that you see women with large red lips sip from so as to accent them. Taking in the closed state of the cat only further solidified this course of thinking. Eisen looked up at the white door and then back down at the cat as he had been doing all along. So then, should I run home and get my suit? I think my Aunt Ethereal gave me a suit and my sister got betrothed. It used to be her son's, but he died in the war. Eisen had began that sentence as a snide reply, but it had snaked itself into being a little too deep and reflective for present company. Anyway, what's so uppity going on behind this door? I don't even hear anything. You mistook me, youngin. I ain't saying your threads are not up to par. No, sir. Can't say I've ever rightly seen threads like those at all, so I wouldn't be in a proper position to tell you what's good or not. As the cat spoke, he withdrew a small, slender wand from his coat pocket. 
Aizen took a step back, watching the cat's hand as he revealed the blue wand. Everything happened in a flash. The suited cat moved suddenly and Aizen dived towards him, locked in each other's grasp. The two tossed and turned about on the corridor, much as two deer would with their antlers entangled. The cat clawed at the boy's face. He could feel the sting of blood running into his eye. The cat shoved the boy against the wall, placing a paw on his throat and coming in so close that Aizen could smell fish on his breath. Though Aizen could not see it, the wand was inches from his abdomen. As the boy looked into the cat's gold eyes, he feared for his life and oddly thought of Donald T. Perrins. It's been a long time since anyone's come from that way, the way of the consumer, the enveloper of all things, and it's been double the decade since anyone of your form has come. What are you called? The cat went silent. Black blood trickling from his throat where Eisen quickly noticed a metal protrusion from what looked much like an arrowhead. The cat slid down to the floor and lay still. He had said it was a special day, and he indeed dressed for it. Furthermore, the white door now lay ajar. Eisen bent over the form of the cat. The boy watched the slits of gold flicker and fade, taking with them the light of life. I'll be taking this, he said out loud as he pried the blue wand from the cat's still hand. Slender, lithe. His voice echoed in the quiet of the cavern. He thought again of the thesaurus as he pulled the white door all the way open and stepped through. Join us again next week as we follow the boy beyond the white door. Don't miss chapter 2, you don't come from that way, do you?